guys, this is Wences. Welcome back to my channel where we talk about personal development for INFJs and how to create an epic life on your terms. Today we're talking about the three INFJ personality traits that build confidence because every single personality type has their unique qualities and if we understand our strengths, if we understand how to value and cherish them, we get to build authentic confidence. Before we get started, I want to remind you if you're interested in creating your epic life and you want my help in it, then work with me privately. All the information you find below. So the first trait I want to talk to you about is actually extroverted sensing and I call it keep the promises you make to yourself. See every single personality type has their own challenges and SE is something that we value a lot, but it's not very strong in our stack. SE as in extroverted sensing, which is our introverted function. And it all comes down to are you putting into action what you actually envision? Are you putting it through or is it just something that you daydream about and it doesn't become reality? If you read a lot of articles on this topic or maybe a lot of INFJ YouTube videos, there's always the saying of this is how we are. INFJs always live in their mind. They always have those dreams, but they don't put it into action. And they say it like it is a statement that cannot be changed. They say it as if it's a trait that doesn't belong to us. And I completely disagree on this. I know that my extroverted sensing isn't as strong as it would be for let's say an ESTP, but that doesn't mean that I don't make a conscious choice to learn how to use extroverted sensing in those things that are most important to me. So for example, let's take an ESTP, right? They have so much extroverted sensing. They might go and do things that they don't necessarily have to. They do it out of fun. Like we daydream about things or we envision things that don't really put us forward. We just do it because of the fun of it, because we're so strong in it. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But when you have something that you value as an extroverted sensing, and you do know that you don't have that much capacity in it, it's that much more important to understand where you're going to direct this extroverted sensing that you do have. Where are you going to direct this to? Because we do have it in our stack. It's not like it doesn't exist. It just isn't so strong. And most of the time, INFJs don't even think that this is a possibility. They see other people around them and feel like they put into action way more than I do. So I should just give this up. I will stay in my mind. I might help somebody else. And through this codependent relationship, I will get what I want. I'll become the sidekick to somebody and they'll pull me through with them. See, I say it this provocatively knowing that it's not that bad most of the time, but unless we're willing to look into extremes, we cannot really see what the difference would be if we would choose a different path. So what would that different path be? Well, that's what I keep on saying. You keep the promises you make to yourself. This has been a mantra of mine for years and I love this because I have recognized that I have to train myself to become somebody who sets goals and makes them happen. And if this goal is about like, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get ready in order to record a video, then that's a big enough goal. It does not matter if you know a person who can do so many productive things in a day. That's not you. Every single person person has their unique traits and we have to be aware of what we are able to do and make the best out of that. It's not about being as good as somebody else because there is no comparison in the first place. And unless we're willing to look at how strong my SE currently is, then I'm not able to improve upon that. So the moment I decided I'm going to take charge of my life, I'm going to do this as an INFJ and I want to help other INFJs get there, I recognize really fast that I have to take an ego 
ego loss. And that ego loss is I had to admit to myself that my extroverted sensing is weak. Because before that, I could sort of pretend like it wasn't. I always felt like I would really get through life by helping others, making things happen for them, and that will help me move forward. See, this is not an act of service kind of thing. Because if you're really being honest with yourself, so many of our close relationships are built on this codependency of I don't really know what I want, I don't really know where I want to go, it doesn't matter, I'm just going to focus on that person. And so the moment I recognize I will never ever get what I want by doing this, I have to focus on my own path. And no matter how weak my SE is, unless I utilize my own SE, I will never be able to really bring my vision to life. And it might take longer than it might for others, it might be slow, but it doesn't matter because it's yours and nobody can take that away from you. And trust me that your extroverted sensing does get better. But what's even more important is that you distinguish between doing all the things and doing the right things. We don't have capacity to do too much. We have to be really good at understanding what is going to move ourselves forward because we do have limited amount of energy in that aspect and we have to know exactly where to direct that force to so we can make it happen. And since everybody around us keeps telling us, it can be media, it can be people, it can be environment, whatever it is, that our extroverted sensing is too weak, then we will always get to a point where we feel like, why should I do this? This is such a little change in my life. That doesn't make sense. Why should I even start? A great example example for this is if you're surrounded by people who can without any problem have something they want to do and they sit down and they make it happen over and over again and then you want to write a book and you sit down and the fact of just sitting down and writing a paragraph is super hard for you and if you say well I should be doing five pages each day but you look at the last year and you've never made that happen because every single day you didn't have the motivation for it you feel stuck you feel out of control and of course you see that you've made promises to yourself like let's do five pages a day and then the reality is you didn't so you didn't keep the promises you make to yourself so how do you become somebody who keeps the promises you make to yourself you do that by minimizing your goal to such an extent that you know you can do this and it doesn't get you overwhelmed it just gets you out of your comfort zone so it could be for example that you don't say I'm going to write five pages each day it could be that you say every Saturday no matter what I will sit down for 10 minutes and I I will write whatever comes to mind. It's not even that I even have to write so much, but every single Saturday at 10 o'clock, I will sit down. Once you're able to do this, you start building confidence. That's why I'm talking about the traits that build confidence. Confidence is not about people are gonna like me. Confidence is about I'm going to be totally okay if people don't. And when you have that attitude, things change drastically. But this is easier said than done. This is not about, okay, I'm going to decide I'm confident now. One of the best ways to build confidence is to keep the promises you make to yourself because then you know no matter what I set out to do I'm confident that I will make it happen because my experience has taught me that if I make a promise I'm keeping that and this is much more important than achieving that one goal one time if you want to be somebody who's fit or you want to improve your lifestyle in a healthy way it's not gonna help you to say I'm gonna work out five times a week because yes maybe maybe you can even do it for one or two weeks but after 
after that, your motivation will go down. One of the reasons is because our extroverted sensing is not that strong. We have to be aware of this is what we can do. This is our trade. And if we want to build confidence through that, we have to find exactly the spot where we feel comfortable right now and push ourselves a little bit over that limit. And you cannot do this if you feel guilty or you feel like a failure. If you say, I'm going to have a goal of writing one paragraph a day and you can't really build it up unless you're willing to admit yourself that your current level is maybe at I'm okay. And I can promise myself that I'll write that one paragraph or those 10 minutes of writing every Saturday. I know I can keep this promise because this is not like five hours every day. This is not like this huge task. It is an ego loss because you recognize, Oh, I actually thought I could do so much more. But once you're willing to do that, amazing things will happen. And I promise you it's an exponential curve and you will not regret it. Trait number two that will build confidence has a lot to do with our relationship with harmony. A lot of people, including a lot of INFJ sites say INFJs value harmony over everything. And we have to be very careful with that statement because we can choose what we value more. We can choose, do we value harmony more over authenticity or the other way around? Because at some point you have to make a trade off. At some point you have to decide what is most important to me. And most INFJs, me included, when we're not really working on our personal development, we will value short term harmony. Be very careful. It's about short term harmony. We think it's long term harmony, but it's not. We try to adapt to situations. We try not to rock the boat. And we hope that because of that, we create a harmony that will keep us included. But every single time you say something, you do something that comes out of an authentic place, you will of course rock the boat. There is no other way. I often use an example of imagine there is a group of five people. If you get into that group and you're trying to maintain harmony in a short term sense, you're going to pretend like your energy doesn't exist. You adapt to other people's energy. You don't really make a fuss. You just want to be of help and of service and in such a kind way that nobody could say, Oh, that's a bad person or that person is annoying or whatever it is. You're just kind and welcoming and accommodating. But the problem with this is that it doesn't represent who you really are. And at some point there will be a clash. And at the same time, you always have a codependent dynamic within this because you feel like the only way I'm going to be liked is because I don't cause other people problems. But the truth is that your authentic self will always destroy the harmony because if you have a group of five people and there is an energetic state within those five people, the moment you as a sixth person come into this, a new dynamic is being created of you as six, right? That is something that we experience over and over again, that we don't want to do this. How often do you read about INFJs who say, I always feel like I'm on the outside looking in. Trust me, it doesn't have to be like this. And it doesn't have to be that you have to integrate yourself into a group and pretend you're somebody you're not. But by you being yourself, by you expressing your truth, you will see that a lot of things will change. And yes, this is all about extroverted feeling, both of them authenticity as well as harmony. And people might be a little bit confused about this because authenticity doesn't sound like FE, right? FE is more like what I represent and what kind of emotions I evoke in others. But you get to decide what kind of emotions you evoke in others. You can use it to evoke emotions of harmony, but you can also use it to express your authentic self. And what happens then 
so that people can finally judge you. How often are we trying for people not to judge us? Yes, you feel like, oh, but I'm being judged all the time. But still, when you're trying to create harmony, you're keeping yourself back in order not for people to have an opportunity to kind of like say, oh, he or she is weird. They're all about things that I don't care about. They're not like the kind of people I would want to hang out with. The moment you decide that this is not up for the bait, this is who I am. I don't care being liked for somebody I'm not. I'd rather be disliked for who I am. Yes, you know what's gonna happen? The people that before liked you because you pretended you're like them, yes, they probably are not gonna like you anymore, but you're probably not gonna like them either because you don't need them anymore. Because your authentic self takes care of so much of this. And at the same time, only because you're willing to show that authentic part of you, other people can connect with you through that. So it might not be the people that you know so far, but it will be new people who before would have never seen you, would have never seen those traits of yours because you've hidden them. And the more you start expressing that authentic self, you build confidence through it. Honest and authentic confidence that is based on who you really are. You don't feel like I'm only being liked because I do this. You're being liked while taking care of yourself first. That's what we want. We want to feel our cup up. We want to create great things for ourselves and additionally also inspire others and help them. And being yourself and being liked because of it and being okay that other people don't like you because you are good as you are because there's no more hiding. You know, at that moment, you're actually the brave one because you're willing to be judged, to be abandoned. All of those things that we keep in our minds since we're children, you're willing to face them. And that builds confidence because once you're able to build yourself up from that, you're that much less likely to be pulled away from your path. You're that much less likely to have disbelief in yourself. This is just something that cannot be taken away from you. With that being said, we come to trait number three, which is something you hear about INFJs very often, which is that INFJs are philanthropic, that INFJs love to help others, that they want to be of service to others. And I think most of us will agree that this is true. But always remember that if we're not willing to take into consideration the first two traits, which is that you keep the promises you make to yourself and that you value your authenticity over harmony, you will always get in situations where you apply this act of service to some kind of relationship that has a codependent connotation. It might be your best friend, it might be your partner, it might be parents, that there's some kind of situation where we want others to recognize that we're doing something good for them. And because they recognize, they get to like us. This is a story so many INFJs live in and I know this so well because I used to live in it. I always thought if I'm not doing anything for others, why would anybody like me? Now I know better, of course. Now I know that I and every one of you deserves to be loved, appreciated because you're being yourself and because you're doing things that you believe in and not because you're doing things for other people. We want to be friends towards each other. We want to encourage each other. We don't have to do more than others are doing for us. So then you say, well, what am I going to do with this excess energy I have that I want to put into helping others? Well, that is the point when you start being of service on a level where it feels safe to you. So you either start getting active in your community or you start sharing your gift in any kind of other way. Maybe you can draw, show it to the world. Maybe you have a message, share it. Be willing to be judged for it, but knowing that this trait of ours to be of service, it can be used to make the world a better 
better place. And as long as you see yourself as the small entity, you will never really tap into the potential that we as INFJs have. Find a way to use those acts of service that are so uniquely you. And I'm not talking about you as INFJs. I'm talking about you personally. Your gift is so uniquely you. There's nobody like it. And instead of using it in codependent relationships in the closest base that you have, use it on a grander scale. As I said, it doesn't have to be that you have a YouTube channel. It can be that you get involved in your community. It can be that you help out in other areas. And you can also use this as your business. There's no such thing as you can either help people or you can be successful. And if this is something that is true to you, how it is for so many INFJs, then it's time that we see this as a great trait and that we start building confidence because we apply it. We don't see it as something that makes us nice people. We see it as a valuable trait for the world and for society that deserves to be valued. And it can only be valued if you are the person who starts valuing it first. So I hope that inspired you and helped you to push even forward and be your most authentic self. Remember, if you want my help in creating your epic life, then work with me privately. All the information you find below. And if you want to watch another video now that is in line with today's topic, then watch my videos on the INFJ success habits. Like always, guys, I wish you a wonderful day, a great week, and I talk to you next time. Bye.